well-oiled machine. Yeah, here we go. Tom Bernard Show with our special guest, Seton Smith. And our very special guest, Philip Wise. <laughs> Co-host, Catherine Brandt. Murray House County. Andy Brandt Bernard. Cassie Schrader. We'll be right back. Philip's already going to harass Seton right after no, this. No, no. No, no. He's a problem. Right after this Tom <laughs> Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walzer Automotive continues to grow. They think it's because of their upfront pricing, no haggle or hassle sales experience. And working with one person from start to finish. I think we all know it's because of the loyal podcast listeners. I've said it a million times before. I won't endorse a company that I don't believe in, and Walzer's no exception. I've bought several cars from them, as has my family. I know what you're thinking. Tommy got some special deal. Well, the truth is we paid the Walzer best price just like everyone else. Walzer will sell about 35,000 cars this year, and you can't do that if your prices aren't great. Do yourself a favor. When it's time to shop for a new or used car, go to walzer.com and give them a shot. You won't be sorry. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Just retired, what, about two months ago. Who, George? George Clinton. Yeah, he retired. He's not touring anymore. I didn't know that. Seton. It's a good run for him. But was a great run for him. 60 good years there? He came out, one of the day I met him was backstage at a, at a show, Philip was at the old Met Center, and they said, you want to meet George Clinton? I said, of course I want to meet George Clinton, I'd love to meet George Clinton. <laughs> so he comes out and he's full of regalia, and I mean, he's got the robes on, he's got, the, you know, he's got everything going, and he's got his, remember we used to carry a spear around with him? Oh, wow. He actually carried a spear, we had all kinds of... All kinds of feathers hanging from it. So he comes out and he's he's looking at me. He's walking up to me. He's looking at me. He's looking at me. Look at me. Gets up. He said, uh, "George, this is Tom Bernard." And he goes, "Huh?" <laughs> Turns around and walks away. <laughs> uh, it was phenomenal. It was the great. He goes, "Huh?" You can oh, get away with it. I wonder what kind of drugs he was on at that time. That guy. I tell you what, though, because. He had Parliament, mm-hmm. Funkadelic, mm-hmm. Brides of Funkenstein, Bootsy Collins. He had the one group, <laughs> but there that. were like five different groups, mm-hmm. and he would just rotate them out on stage. 
five acts appearing on the same night. Brides it was the same group. The Brides of Frankenstein. I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> Collins was a genius, man. I oh, really, yeah. oh, he yeah. had some indie random singles that I listened to. Like, damn, this dude was genius. He was. That whole um, group was. I'd Rather Be With You. That was Bootsy, right? I'd Rather Be With You. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, you know, apparently I didn't know he worked. He was in James Brown's original band and stuff, yep, and he yep. was crazy like that. Nah, I messed with them. James Brown is another one. Man. You ever, see, you ever see that movie? I have not seen the movie. Here's why I didn't see that movie. Sure. I do want to see it, but I wanted to see Ray, mm-hmm. the Ray Charles story. But then they told me that Ray Charles in the movie is not that nice a guy. So I didn't want to see the movie because I love Ray Charles. So I didn't want it to be ruined for me. Oh, I, I don't wanted, know who said that. He was. It was. was right? He was acting appropriately to the circumstances. Same thing right. with James Brown. Oh, you okay. saw he was crazy. But once you realize his mother abandoned him in a, in a, in right. a shack in the yeah. woods in yeah. Alabama and he had to survive, he's like, oh, well, he's acting like somebody who's trying to survive in the backwoods. So, I don't know. I, the Ray movie was, now nah, it's dope. I think it's recommended. I, I can't it. believe it's seen. It's and been I, like 14 years now. Well, I know, but I didn't want to see it because I loved Ray Charles. Ray Charles was my hero. I mean, honestly, God, just singing Georgia or, uh, you know, You Don't Know Me. I mean, my God, that stuff is great. I was too young. Uh, so when that movie came out, I remember I was waiting. I was waiting for all the hits, but the main hit I was waiting for was the one where he did the Pepsi commercial. <laughs> I was waiting for the Pepsi commercial scene in that movie, and it never happened. And I was like, oh, oh okay, he must have did stuff for the Pepsi commercial. <laughs> or Cocoa Wheats. Remember he did the Cocoa Wheats commercial? No, I don't Coco remember that. Cocoa Wheats. You don't remember that? <laughs> no. So, remember that commercial? I know, Pepsi. I know you got the right one, baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm ready for that commercial. Sing the commercial. I'll buy it. I want you to sing the commercial. Now, it's a great, very quick story. Because Seton and I were talking about the fact they worked at Capitol Records back in the late 70s and early 80s. And uh, when I was working there, James Brown was on Polydor Records. And Polydor, I don't even know if Polydor is around anymore. But they were, he wanted to sign a new contract with Polydor Records. And he didn't like the deal they were offering him. So he called... Uh, president, the president of the United States. James Brown calls the president of the United States and said, why don't you do me a favor and kick Polidor out of the country? <laughs> <laughs> he wanted Polidor kicked out of the country. What'd they do? Uh, he said, well, I can't really do that. <laughs> Was it Nixon or Ford at the time? Because um, I think so Nixon would have did it, but Ford couldn't. <laughs> Ford was like, ah, I, got lot, I got a lot of heat, y'all. I just pardoned the president. I can't be kicking out. God, who, so, who, yeah, it might have been, was it Carter? Oh, yeah, Carter definitely wasn't going to do nothing. No, he Carter, wasn't Carter was, was Carter couldn't even say. Don't ask me these questions. <laughs> Carter was president 72 What are you trying to do, date you? Yeah, 76 to 76 to 80. Yeah. 77 to 81. It yeah. was Carter. So it was Carter. Yeah, yeah Carter was under that. Hmm. Carter would take the call, though. Carter would take the call the second. Oh, yeah. He, I would yeah, talk he to anybody. <laughs> he but he's not like Trump. He's not going to get stuff done. You know what I mean? I'm just talking now. Now <laughs> you got the chef all upset. No, I've, I've, I've had a couple questions uh, I wanted to ask. You want to ask Seaton? Yeah. What's up, chef? You know, that, that, see, I like this man. This man is about respect. Hey, chef. Hey, that's I am that. So, anyway, I, I want to ask him something. So, obviously, we're different generations, you know. So, I, I don't want to say how how old you are but you know i'm i'm pretty old you know so oh god hey hey man all these things you talk about the 70s fess up you lived through them you seen them yeah I did. Uh, you know i, I seen them i lived through them i knew 
um, James Brown. I personally knew James Brown, you know, and I played in New York. Yeah. And uh, the money was in New York for those entertainers. Sure. No doubt about it. But I, I want to ask you this. I knew about his dalliances with those girls. <laughs> so, hey. well, let me ask you something real quick. Actually, it was you... all good. It was all good. <laughs> before, but, so you were a black celebrity in the 70s. I wasn't a celebrity. I was a football player. Yeah, man. You were a model, too. You though. were in the circle. Yeah, it's all... It's all stupid stuff, man. But it was, it was good. But once you do one great black thing in the seventies, all the other blacks, you like, they put you on the list, right? Like you're, you're part of the circle, yeah. Am I crazy? Hey, man, the circle was crazy. I mean, what was the circle? I mean, those times were were times when we were forging this country. Mm -hmm. They were fighting. James Brown was known as a disciplinarian. Yeah, he you was. know, he was the same thing as Prince. They didn't, take, they didn't take stuff. Wilson Pickett You know, was and you was way, late yeah. for this or that, and he was that kind of guy. He was the forerunner of, of getting black entertainers paid. Mm -hmm. He was battling w with them. So, uh, CJ, but I, I, I'm getting away from what I want to get to. Okay. Like, do they call you, what, what generation are you? I, like, I'm old school. I'm, I'm like, what, what do they call us? Uh, I don't know. Are you well, a baby well, boomer? Yeah, we're ba baby I'm a baby boomer. I am okay. too. That's for sure. See, okay. so what would you describe? What are you? Um, I'm in between. Like, I'm not a Generation X. Those dudes are in their 40s. And I'm not exactly a millennial because those people are in their, like, 20s. But I'm 36. So okay, so you fall in. I'm See. in between. I'm a 2000. I'm I think you're technically Generation X. Technically, I'm Generation X. Yeah, I'm definitely. I graduated 2000 high school, and that's. But they don't. For some reason, we should be the millennials. I don't know why these these kids now are the millennials. I know. Uh, that's a horrible. That's why should y'all be the millennials point. then? Because of the graduating in 2000. Yeah, that's I, one way we're like. Yeah, <laughs> I guess if you're born in 2000, mm. I guess that's the millennials. That's <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. But yeah, we're in between. I'm just like I could hang with. Be, I could either be responsible or I could keep fucking up for a few more years. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's really edit, like edit, I, edit. oh, oh, edit when I curse it. No, they take it out. on radio too. Oh, okay, well, that's well right. you get me. Fleet, fleet, fleet. <laughs> you, you you know all this stuff. You know this history of of Bootsy and all them. Like oh, I'm yeah. looking at you, nah. <laughs> you, you, nah, you ain't. You really don't know. You know, but you know about them. You, you, I mean, oh, well, that, that's, my year, by the '90s for black people. Black youth in the '90s, we were sampling all the '70s songs. So I just know. Yeah, y'all like, still, y'all still music in a minute. Y'all sample, y'all good at that. <laughs> I, I like it. Y'all like, bad boy. This is a fun sampling. Get paid, please. sample. I like sampling. Get paid. I don't know. Samplers, I mean, you know, yeah, I'm not going to defend musicians. I don't play music like that. I just know that, you know, I like it. <laughs> see, but 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 see, those people you're talking about were advocates mm -hmm. for this blackness thing. Mm -hmm. And see, when I listen to you, would you consider yourself an advocate for blackness? Advocate for blackness. You mean in the same sense? I mean, you got to look don't at the context. Dodge. Don't, don't, I'm not don't dodging. Dodge I'm saying the context. <laughs> advocating blackness. You too. No, 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 no. Advocating blackness in the 70s was a real, like, a different context than advocating blackness right now. Advocating blackness in the 70s was, like, a lot more. I'm not saying we're not. We're still dying and being shot now. But back then, it was not talked about, not seen. And it was like you were you were called crazy. Now it's like. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, you were called oh, There's a racism. You're being a crazy Negro. Be happy for yourself. And now, <laughs> oh, there you go. I like it. You, you right on the money. Yeah. And now. Yeah. We was doing good. Yeah, now yeah. it's like a weird, fun, not, I'm going to call it weird. It's a very specific growing white guilt that is comes out in two different ways. One, no it comes doubt. out as over-apologetic, I can't do anything, no or doubt. 
Or you it's think a, it's a guilt? Or yes. or or it's a I got to lead the room. Or you got to lead the room. You got people denying it, like going like they're crazy. Like there's still the absent crazy deniers slash Trump supporters, and the people who are overly guilty. <laughs> and so there's really both. I'm going to argue both sides are completely unhealthy. It I does agree. Not, you yes, can't just hate yourself, you and you can't hate other people. You got to figure out why. Well, they don't hate themselves. They only hate white men, not white women. Right. That's yeah. what I yeah. mean. White women hate I, white men. I asked one simple question. It's way out of hand. He's way out. He said, "Where'd go?" Philip, oh well, I heard you this week, brother, and, and I don't. You don't even want to interject what I, what I heard this week. What, what you, you said, mean? you brought it, introduced the word, and I loved it. You were talking about it on your show. I was listening. Yeah, passive aggressive. Oh, you didn't. Well, well, and I'm listening to that word. I'm like, here, here. They didn't, oh, you didn't, you didn't introduce something into. You know, they're two opposite words. You passive or you yeah, aggressive. That's why it's but so you, unhealthy. Why is it so unhealthy? Be passive like, aggressive? Because yeah. I'm like, hey, Seton, man, you're my kind of guy. You're my kind of guy. As soon as you turn around, I'm going to stab you right in the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that's oh. passive aggressive. Oh, you're talking about that's, that's just a BS lie. That's all <laughs> I think, well, it is. I, yeah. think, I think more of the passive aggressive coming from like a restaurant standpoint is the customers are, uh, you know, you're right there with them. You're trying to deal with them at the restaurant, trying to make sure that their problems are solved where, where they would rather deal with it not with you face to face but yeah, on a computer at right. home on you. Oh, right. Yeah. That's my so it's like, like yeah. to your face they want to be super nice but as soon as they get home now they're that aggressive person on the keyboard who's like nah, nah, nah. I, I actually hate you. You know what? You know why that is though? Because yeah. they're afraid if they complain to your face that someone's going to spit in their food or something worse. Yeah. They're, they're, oh, they mean, really they, are. they, they cowards? Really are. are you saying they cowards? Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, it, yeah, I mean, I I've heard of servers saying that they do stuff to people's food. <laughs> well, well, but like I don't so you service, don't want to complain. Right. But I feel like at a comedy complain. club, though. Is the whole country, if you look at the, the movement, and I don't want to say white people since we we got some in this room. Right? Got a few. We got a mixture of black <laughs> folks. Whose show is this? <laughs> hey, I'm done with it. I'm done. But I want to ask you one more question. Sure. I want to ask you one more question. How are we doing on time, Andy? Oh, 11.30. 11.30, okay. You know I want to ask you this question. Ask away. You know, because you're from that generation, in that generation, 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 that young school. So I want to ask you something. How you spell Seton? <laughs> How you spell your name? Sure. S-E-A-T-O-N. So like C and then Ton, but it's like usually Town by the Sea. Or C Town, C Town. See, y'all got those names. Yeah. And what, what, then they give you that name, and everybody, when you say it, or Fumu Boo Boo or whatever, Fumu how you spell Fumu it? Fumu you know, Fumu you know Fumu what I'm saying. Fumu I'm talking about Fumu these Fumu names. The I'm talking about these Fumu names. Fumu. You, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I know. I know what you're saying. And I say, and I hear it, and I'm like, oh hell, you know, <laughs> what does it mean? Why they give it to you? I mean. But, you know, I respect names. I understand. Yeah. Now, you know, during the black generation, as you know, the 70s is when they had a whole big black, oh, pro-black tell wave. tell me about it. My brother was named after Malcolm X's second name, Malik. And um, I was named, my name is Old English because I was, my dad, my mom tried to name me kind of hippie-ish, Elijah Michael. And then my dad came in because he was gone that weekend I was born. So he came <laughs> the next weekend and was like, no, 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 you're going to be named after your great uncle who has land because maybe you can land after him. So I, I have a great uncle seat here. I was going to say, Seton sounds like uh, Celtic, almost. Yeah, no, it's definitely one of the most. See, now we're going Celtic being European. 
Yeah, Irish. Irish. old Irish. Yeah. Yeah, my name is definitely old white. I don't know what. It's definitely old white. I can't even admit. I can't even deny. <laughs> I, I just love names, I, 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 especially how in our community they've evolved. They have. And, and there's a, a lot of big difference between old school and young school and, and names. But it's all to be respected. It's all good. Yeah, no, there's, there's some names out there that are horrific. I remember <laughs> there was... Uh, uh, I think she named her child like Celia or Celia, but the way she pronounced, the way she spelled it, the way there's a story with it. She was like, I was in the hospital, I saw a doctor's chart, and I saw that name, and I was like, that's a pretty name. And she spelled it syphilis, but she oh, pronounced like Celia. Oh, 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 there are things like that. There are names like that. There are yeah, other ones where like they combine. Like I named, I took my three best friends yeah, and I combined their names. Yeah. But then you're not friends with them anymore. But the child still has this horrible yeah. name of uh, Amanda Fika. It's like all you like people asking you your name. Does it make you insecure? How you spell your name? You know, when teachers and all you know how I spelled it? S E E T O N. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm like, cause but does it make you feel different? I mean, people ask you all the time. Like, you know, especially teachers, you does it hurt your self esteem when you're young or it did until I was about third fourteen. Okay. 14 years old was a day I remember that because I moved to I used to move a lot growing up and I moved to this other this high school uh, Montclair, New Jersey and I remember a teacher asked what's your name? I said my name is Seton and this one ghetto ass girl in the back yelled what'd he say? Did he say Satan? <laughs> <laughs> Did he just say Satan? And and, and I remember reacting Satan. really angrily and I put my middle finger up to her like oh whatever and she's like why'd you put your middle finger up to me? I didn't know what was going on what's your name? What is it? Because Satan would do that Yeah <laughs> but then, exactly I realized I was reacting badly if I just said hey no my name is Seton she could have had a chance to be like oh I'm sorry as opposed to I flipped out and I made it bad so for since then, I was like, you know what? Who, who cares? It's a stupid name. But as, she can, she as we can. take a very quick break, I'd like to point one thing out. Hmm. Is that, you see, we have Hillary there, and we got Trump there. But the person staring at you, Satan, is Jesus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> white Jesus, too. So. That's white Jesus, too. <laughs> I'm going to question that Jesus. No. <laughs> we'll be right back more with Seton Smith and Philip Wise, and Murray's here, too. We'll be right back. Tom Bradshaw. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company? A better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Did you know that about 60% of people over the age of 60 are starting to experience cloudy, blurry, or dim vision due to cataracts? Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years, but did you know they're also experts in cataract surgery? Yes, indeed, and I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age when my vision started to fade, so I called up the folks at Whiting Clinic. They helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology options, so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you want to learn more about your options for cataract surgery or clearer vision, Attend one of Whiting Clinic's cataract seminars. Call Whiting Clinic at 855-554-2020 to RSVP today. That's 855-554-2020 to learn more about your cataract surgery options at Whiting Clinic. 
his real name ray charles he oh, had I should to know change that. his name i should know that because they they've they said talked about it somebody already used his name so he had to change his name to ray charles what's his real name chubby checker no <laughs> <laughs> yes that's it his real name is ray robinson Daddy, oh really oh yep, good point he couldn't use ray robinson because ray robinson was a great boxer sugar ray you gotta hate you tommy because you know all those things. God you know all those things a so black man is supposed to know, and you know them. I know all the words to That's every amazing. John Lee Hooker song ever written. <clears throat> no black or white guy knows that. Wow. That, that's amazing. Look at him. I love John Lee Hooker because he's... Any guy that's sitting play guitar and he's got a he got a fifth of Chevas under his seat every time <laughs> you see his picture. I thought, man, I'm outdoors. I said to my friend, I'm outdoors. My favorite <laughs> Ray Charles it. song is... I think it's called I'm Busted. Yep. You know that one? I'm Busted. My bills all doing the baby. Why would you like a song about I'm busted? I'm busted? I love that song. <laughs> Cotton is down to a quarter of pound. Uh-oh. I'm Busted. It's Some so serenation good. going on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is a really good song. It, it is, is a great, great song. song. It's a very short song, but it's it is a great not very song. long. I never liked that song. Why not? Really? Because you were busted? It was a national anthem for brothers. I'm Busted, <laughs> man. Oh, I'm like, yeah, we's Busted, but... We was soldiering on, though, brother. Yeah, that's you why I could watch Good Times. You ain't watch good. Did you watch Good Times, girl? Hey, I, well, I like looking at that girl. She was oh, gorgeous. Okay. I'm like, hey, Good Times is good. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> he knows what I'm talking my about. My whole life. This is my whole life. Hey, it was a good show. I, uh, uh, the uh, athlete was on it, John Amos. A lot of people don't know. He's a great yeah, athlete. John Amos oh, was, was a good Oh, athlete. he suffered a lot, you know, through those times. Oh, he's a great athlete. He was a good actor. Oh, yeah. He's he dead, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm pretty sure because he, he died. died. I remember when he died on West Wing. I feel like he just died, died. But I think he died for real, like a year later. <laughs> it was weird. I think you're right. Maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe they I wrote him out. I think you're right about sick. that. Mm. I tell you a great. You want, I want to tell you a great story about Philip. I love this story about. Philip. Tell some story about other history, man. No, 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 I'm going to tell you a story about you because I was sitting there and I will never forget it. My Philip used to live in my old neighborhood at uh, Upton and McNair. At a house over there. And I'm sitting in his house one day, <clears throat> and his girlfriend, who shall go nameless, she will go. She will remain nameless at this point. She said, Philip Wise, I'm telling you one thing. you coming over to my family's house for Thanksgiving. He goes, I ain't going to your family's house for Thanksgiving. She said, you are going to my family's house for Thanksgiving, and you're going to do it, and you're not going to argue about it. He goes, I'm not going to your family's house on Thanksgiving. She said, why not? And he said, I want to hang out with your poopy butt relatives. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, they they were. <laughs> well, no, well, no, Tommy no. missed the real. Oh, I, I, yeah, they yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. were poop talk? butt bourgeois, bro. Bourgeois, you didn't oh, say bourgeois. You know about the bourgeois, yeah, you know. Horrible, yeah. So poop and, and we, we don't mix. So, but too bougie if for I, you. If you said her name, it crack you up. <laughs> Yeah, I can't, I'm not gonna she, say that. She yeah, you was gotta a call her on line one, anonymous girl. She was a true sister. Even her name. Was something. Mm, yeah, it was. Well, it was very nice sister. to me. Well, they names. That that was the beginning of those those names, man. Where you say, what, what's your name? <laughs> you, oh, yeah, that honky upstairs living they, with that with that black shaking. woman. Can you what give us a couple of examples of those names? 
I don't. I, I don't want to give you. That's that's the culture, brother. I don't. During give the you. next break, we'll tell you <laughs> their names, man. They were Tom can say I'm good sometimes. Are you talking about African names? Oh, mm. they're worse than that sometimes. Worse, man. <laughs> worse than African names. Wow. They're a mixture of stuff wow. you ain't never heard. Wow. You know that. Wow. You know some of those names, <laughs> man. Come I'm clean. Not, I'm not gonna call them worse than Africa. Well, <laughs> African names are good. Nothing. African names make sense. Uh, <laughs> African names. You know what African names are, See, and you're like, feeling. what is that? <laughs> Mbutu, like Mbutu. You don't like Mbutu. Mbutu is an, an African name. It is you an know, African it's de- name, yes. Denoted with respect and honor. That's but correct. some of these names. Man. I used to have a joke about his uh, name, Yarnakisha. That was one. Yarnakisha? Yarnakisha. That was like a real Yarnikeisha. name. Was it a real name? That was a real name because, yeah, the woman, the mom. Her mom the, the mom's name was a Yasmine, and so she named her kid Yarn, Yarn, Yarnakisha. Uh, yeah, it's a hard name. <laughs> when you first heard her name, <laughs> what's the first thing you thought when you heard her name? Um, I I gotta write a joke about it. That, was hey, hey, but, but did you, last, that joke lasted like seven years. It was did, you, did you think how you spell it? Oh yeah, yeah. No, oh, we had to spell it out four times. First, he had thing. to write it on paper. Like I don't know, because there was like a lot more H's in there than I thought. And you're trying yeah. to figure it out, looking yeah. at all kinds of ways. So I yeah. love those names. Y A H R. Y H A R. Y H A R. Nah, Keisha. <laughs> but they're good now. They're all acceptable. Anything goes. Throw it on the wall. That's the name. Acceptable. And it's good. It's you acceptable. You and JB and one other guy are the only black friends that I have that call me Tom. Everybody else calls me Thomas. They won't call me Tom. Mm. Thomas. <laughs> What you that, that kind of respect, Tom? Like, like I yeah, should no be called call Tom. Hey, Tom. I should be called Philip. Well, Philly dog. The blacks, when we know you, you wasn't called Tom. Yeah, I wasn't. Well, well, tell them what your your nickname. We all buy nicknames. <laughs> you ever told him your nickname? No. That's what you were known by. Cat, to us, yeah, everybody. Catman. Yeah, Catman. Catman. Your wow. nickname. What's your nickname? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, my family get Murdog. Murdog. Murray the K. What's yours? Dang, I moved too much. I ain't never. They ain't never. You had never a picked up one when you was young. Nah, because I moved every like year, so I never had a chance to actually get that. You moved around the country every year. Yeah, my dad. Dad in the military. Then. Mom. My mom was a black hippie. My mom just wanted. She didn't want to be on her deathbed and regret not doing something. Black hippies or something, bro. Yes. You get quite an education. Where yeah, you yeah. live? I lived, I got born in San Diego, then I moved to Charleston, South Carolina, then I moved back to Palm Springs, California, then to Missouri, and wow. then... Not back, short moves. Yeah, then back to Cali with my dad in the northern part, and then Cali. New Jersey. You said Cali. What is Cali, by the way? Cali, so it was... Cali? <laughs> <laughs> we got to be proper here, man. My bad, my bad. We got California. I'm educated, uh, man. Palm Springs, California, then Riverside, California, and like... Palm Springs is good. Riverside is a garbage uh, uh, city. That was a place where, I don't know if you remember, uh, in the 50s, people used to run. If they messed up in L.A., they would go hide in Riverside to the yeah. ship, like, yeah. fell down, and they'd go back. And that's why I was, <laughs> So, uh... When my parents got married, by the way. Riverside? They got really? Riverside. Up on Mount Rubidoux. You know where Mount Rubidoux yeah. is? Yeah. They got married on top of Mount Rubidoux. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wait, there's a big cross up there. Am I crazy? Yep. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Whoa, Tom, I never knew that. Oh, you didn't know that? No. Yeah, they got married under the cross, as a matter of fact. Wow. That's was it Mernon? <laughs> yes, it was. Phil. My dad was wearing his so white hood. No, I didn't say he was burning. So cool. He was wearing a hood. Hey, you know how they burn those crosses, man. That's so cool. 
Hey, I've been putting up with this for 45 no, years. No, no, Tommy I, know what I, I'm I, saying. Well, well, I, 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 you know, I did something with you yesterday. I don't know what to do. Because, you know. You and well, you and I have been spending some time on the phone talking about Dickens and things like that. I heard you just morning. You was in a heavy show. You know what I did yesterday because of you? Oh, I went over to Cliff's old house on Hillsborough, and I sat in their driveway because it's where I met you, playing basketball. Cliff was a very interesting guy. He was. Very interesting. He's a woman now. And I, I know that. A lot, a lot of people woman. don't like you. You know, Why don't they like it? It's, it's her know, business. They, they threaten by it, whatever. Yeah, it's her business. You, know? you want to be a woman? Be a woman. He's, he's, great. A, great, he's a great quarterback, though. No. Wow. He's a great quarterback. I, now, that I didn't know. They are, oh, the, yeah. fem- they are the feminine <clears throat> ones. But <laughs> I, I knew. I, I knew. If he, anybody. I knew he was, he was changing at that time. Yeah, yeah. And I played racquetball with him. And, you know, an ex-athlete, you know. And he's changing and we in there, and we going at it, tooth and toe, playing racquetball. And he whooping my, he just oh, laying he, it on good me. athlete. Oh, and I'm saying, God, I'm being beat by a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that was, that was like, that is not fair. Because as a professional athlete, you world class. Yeah. They got to really dig to beat you. They, they, as males, they bigger, stronger. And this guy, I'm saying, I'm going to, I said, well, they, they got a good one. Did they you hear, Catherine and I last week were watching television, and there was a woman's, oh, was it, 4x400? Yeah, that was, yeah. Mm. And there was a, a transitioning it's male to female. It's not, it's not fair. fair. No. This not guy fair. just kind of He didn't even along. break a sweat. Like, <laughs> or she, was, sorry. She was gone. This can't yeah. happens. They do this in fighting, too. It makes no I sense. Know. Wrestling and, and MMA, you just are sanctioning domestic violence. Yes. Oh, it like, makes sense. They, they say we're all equal, don't they? They put women in the task and, and to compete against men yeah, but on something. They're not made to, they're bigger. They're, they're stronger. Than, is it fair? Yeah, technically, know? there's no rule that says, like, a woman can't join the NFL. It is. It just, it was not even have. close. It and was, he was kind of loping along, just kind of staying with the pack. And then all of a sudden, the last lap was like, he was, he, She was from South Africa, right? Oh, that, yeah. the, the, the Kassam, it's the name of years. Yeah. Oh, man, that, yep. well, I, I don't want to say that guy, because when he's running years ago in the Olympics, setting world records yes. in the 800 meters, yep. man, I just looked at him and knew he's a man. That's that, what I that, said. That, he still looked like a man. But they have, they do have certain rules that they can't have X amount of male hormones. They have to have X amount Whatever. of female hormones. Yeah, that's Whatever. That's just not fair. Take, take a female yeah. protein shake before you get there. I don't know how that works. But. It just, but who that's knows? Call, that's just, oh yeah. Uh, you ever been beat by a woman, woman, like a real woman? I told you, I... I, I my boy was beating oh, me, man. He was close, and I, I had a hard time. I, you really questioning yourself. You know you, you know what they call you about when you anti-female, uh, what's the word? Sexist? Misogynist. Misogynist. You know, and I'm wondering, hey, you know, it's just a girl. or But, you know, that's humbling. Men couldn't beat me. I remember, you know? No, I know. When I ran track in high school, I remember there were two uh, twins, Mickey, uh, Mickey and Lisa Barber. They went on to run in the Olympics, and we would practice running 400s. And I remember they would just lap me in a 400 run. They would lap 400? me. 400? destroy me. Man. I was just like, yeah, I was, I was like, oh, I, I, are we the same species? What the hell is going on? <laughs> but you wasn't on the top 400 m- m- I wasn't. Yeah, I time. wasn't. No, it wasn't so, in my race. But still, yeah. I just, I thought I'd be in the, you know, I think I'd be maybe a, a couple 
I'm like 100 yards back, not like 400 yards back at a 400. <laughs> I was like, damn. I love it. I love it all. Though, see, it's interesting because you you look at it the same way. It's just not fair. No, it's just completely nah. They're gonna. Have, I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do about it because if the guy transitioned to become a woman, then he's a woman. But still not fair because the muscle structure is totally different. Oh, they know it. They they know it. They just look at the records. But sooner or later, if they continue to do this, there's not going to be a 100-meter uh-huh. uh, record for females or a 100-meter for It's just going to be one record. Mm-hmm. Well, that, then it, women it, will it, never win. Well, yeah. Women will never win any sport if they do that. I don't know. Are you being a, a realist, the reality of it, or... You're just misogynistic. Yes, I'm a misogynist. <laughs> you know, that's what they'll say. Anna, if you don't, tell, forget, don't forget the racist part. Don't tell the <laughs> truth, Snaggletooth. They'll eat you up. <laughs> hey, they'll get you, man. The truth, you don't want to do that. Tell the truth, Snaggletooth. That's how that's Philip. I'm hey. trying to find a white version of this. Like, if there's, like, you know, because like, it's kind of the Rachel Dolezal situation where, like, you feel like you're black. And oh. I wonder if there's any advantages from transferring. But I don't know. I don't think there is. I always wonder how they how, how is it to feel like you're black? I know. You know, do, 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 you the real deal. You black. You the black experience. Yeah. Do you think somebody want to experience some of the things you went through? I have met many a white woman that had. Listen, did you actually watch the documentary on Rachel Dolezal? Because that actually changed I my perspective. I couldn't watch it. I couldn't you watch it because I thought she was black. <laughs> Looking at all that, all those curls and all that, and she was passing. But black. She was passing, but there was, she had a good reason to pass, though. No, it was always the other way, pass for white. Yeah, but she was no, but she was passing for black for a very solid reason, because her parents uh, used to adopt kids, and one and her older, her real biological brother raped one of the black kids they adopted, oh, and then the parents God. sided with the brother, and oh. so when they were having a case for it, and their whole situation where Rachel got, got called out, and her parents came on TV to tell every the world like she's crazy. They were doing that for the court case. They weren't doing that to bring her down. Oh, great. So it was like, it was just so dirty. It was like, oh, she's rejecting whiteness because whiteness has failed her. I was like, oh, she's rejecting her family, not white people in general. She just feels safe around black people because they don't rape her. Oh, I'm on her oh. side now. <laughs> He's getting out of hand, eh? Yeah, I just was like, oh, Rachel, she's, kind of, she's not that bad. I mean, and with no context, she is bad. But I was like, oh, all right. Yeah, I understand. I lost silence right. the room just now. Uh, I, th- I, no, thought, no, no, no. I thought it was neat because it was some of the things she was getting. I don't want to say <laughs> this. and so She's getting benefits, some welfare benefits. No. <laughs> she's oh, getting a lot of them. Yeah. Hey, you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do, town. You know. <laughs> food stamps? How about food stamps? <laughs> Not just food Everybody gets they, that's, they don't call them that anymore. They don't call them food stamps. EBT. EBT yeah. card. They yeah. just hold you up at the grocery line because they, they take do. long as hell to take, process. It takes forever. Forever process. And it God. kicks it back out about three times. Yeah, they got to ripe. They got to <laughs> swipe it to make themselves extra embarrassed just to realize you're <laughs> extra poor. When I had to go to the <laughs> yeah, store to, to buy something with, with food stamps or something, it was, seems like I'd be standing in the line or something. It was just as bad as they send you when you're young. Go get me some feminine napkins. You know, when yeah, you're young, yeah, you're yeah, like, oh, yeah. mom. You know, so <laughs> I'm standing in line with those food stamps and self-esteems on the line, and it seems like everybody is pointing at me. Oh, yeah. You got food yep. stamps. He's busted. You we, know, so. We'll so. take a quick break. We'll be right back in a couple of minutes. Tom Bernard Show. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first my pillow, and I love it. It's very comfortable, stays in that same exact position all night, fantastic. 
Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. MyPillow is offering more than 50% off his four-pack special, which includes two premium MyPillows and two go-anywhere pillows. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first MyPillow. If you already know how great the MyPillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper. And neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back, quickly got him out of pain, and taught him how to keep it from coming back. And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? Happy wife, happy life. DMR clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. We're going God, old I school. I haven't heard this in a long time. It's been a long time since I heard this. I love Grandmaster Flash. Oh. Should I tell, should I tell Seaton? I don't, Murray probably doesn't know this either. But there's a uh, uh, an all-black radio station called KUXL in town. Mm-hmm. Right, and it, when did it start, Philip? In the like early seventies. I'm not even aware of this. Thing. Aren't you well, an now expert in all things black? Now it's K- oh, KMOJ. Oh, it's now been it's around as, as long as I know. I, this is one of my favorite things, man. I got to laugh about it, but I couldn't. I couldn't laugh about it except for in front of specific people. <laughs> so KMOJ is on the news one night. They said KMOJ is running into some financial problem, and it was it was a public radio station. So I don't know how that happened. Kamoji's running some financial problems. They repossessed their transmitter. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. So uh, but that's a financial our station problem. gave them a transmitter. We, we gave them a transmitter. Wow. But they repossessed the transmitter. I, I thought Terry and them, Terry and Jimmy helped them. <clears throat> they did, uh, yeah, they did, uh, yes. They did. Every, but that's the thing about Prince and Terry Lewis and Jimmy Jam. Yep. When you're successful and the community is dirt poor, you write checks for everything. And one of the reasons I, I think Jimmy and Terry left here is just too much of a burden. Yeah, I understand. They couldn't care for everything for that community. One of the disc jockeys that worked at KMOJ, mm-hmm. I go, why, why does he call himself that? I don't know. Then I'm in the drugstore and I'm, I'm in the men's fragrance department. Mm-hmm. His name was Chaz Millionaire. And there's oh, yeah. a Chaz Cologne and Millionaire Cologne. He named himself after two bottles of cologne. <laughs> <laughs> He, he's on now. Very good guy. Oh, is he still on? Oh, yeah. He's on. Who Chaz, died? Chaz. Uh, who was the guy that died? Because he was a good guy. Remember that? Very, he died very young, though. Oh, what uh, was his you're name talking again? about the DJ. Yeah. I, I don't think he... Kyle... He didn't die naturally. He was shot and No, murdered. he was shot. He was murdered, you know, yeah. Uh, Kyle... You know, so many martyrs. Though. Oh, God. Too hard to, to remember. What well, was he shot a, over? He was a martyr back in the day. 
we, nobody knows who, who shot and killed him, but he was a young guy who was ahead of his time, and he's trying to climb in politics, and he, he rubbed a lot of people wrong, especially uh -huh. sometimes you're supposed to just shut up. You know? Yeah, I guess so. A lot of people in, in where I grew up, a lot of people got shot to death. Mm. They still do, actually. They, the, still, still the hood in Minnesota? Oh, Minneapolis? It's gotten bigger, actually. Yeah. Oh, wow. Absolutely. It Spread has gotten it. bigger, yeah. It's like spreading. a virus. Like a, it's like a virus, Murray, really, is that what we're going to go with? <clears throat> Was the same neighborhood as Castro died? Philippe, uh, no, uh, he didn't die in the hood. He no. died on the streets in St. Paul. Yeah. Oh, he was wow. supposed to be yeah. Safe. Oh, he got killed in a safe neighborhood. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Is it really a safe neighborhood like when you're driving safe? while black sometimes? Bro? Yeah, no, absolutely not. Yeah, it could happen. You don't you don't usually see a lot of problems though in, in the like let's say the inner city neighborhood of Saint Paul. They don't don't have the problems that Minneapolis does. Mm. They got shout some out to South Saint Paul. South Saint Paul. Shout out to South Saint Paul. Who grew up there? Oh why well, I, I played for their high school. I I live there now. You live I in South Saint Paul high now. School. South Saint Paul, and then I played for Kennedy. You played for Kennedy in Bloomington. Yep. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. That's where I graduated from. Cat, yeah, captain, sophomore you and, year. You and Ken Herbert. Yeah. But you in Saint Paul. Yep. You didn't compete against a lot of class black athletes. Oh my Saint God. Paul. Oh, I did. Oh, absolutely. What school? What school? Listen to Phil. Well, you well, took the easy way out. No, I didn't say yeah. that. See, there you go. I always ask between them two brothers. Get them up and get them fighting. No, so we, uh, we obviously, Eden Prairie was undefeated four years straight during my generation, and they had supreme African-American athletes. Yeah, but they had the cream of the crop. That's where all the, of pro, course. the pro athletes came in town, and of they course. sent their – they're black kids there. That's much different. And, and way out in the suburbs. It's That's because it like, was close to training camp. It's yeah. not like it was an inner city school. You look know how I mean? small I look next to Herbeck and Laudner. Mm. Those two guys, one of, my, one of my left is Kent Herbeck, the mm -hmm. former first baseman for the Minnesota Twins. And Tim Laudner was the catcher for the 1987 World Championship team, the World Series champions. Wow. Look how small I look compared to those two guys. Wow. Holy God. Man, wow. I tell you what, those were great athletes. I mean, oh, not only great athletes, you got to show they, Catherine, they were great people. Thank you. Those were great people. Smoke. They made oh, the Kansas twins. As good as it gets. Their history, the twins are lucky they got people like that in their history. Oh, you got that you right. Know. Herbie's oh, yeah. lost a little weight. Did he? Who has? Yeah. Don't you Who? think? Kent? Herbeck, yeah. Yeah, yes. It was so nice to see. He gave me this big hug, and he was just, he, what a nice man. I remember watching him person. play ball. My God, he used to be able to, he would do the splits and catch a ball. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. First it was baseman. just like, what is going on with this guy? He One was amazing. One of the amazing. greatest first basemen. He really I, was. Probably the best first baseman I've ever seen. Amazing. Doing the split as an Came from where? Suburbs. And a big guy, too. He was that flexible. You went to school? Or you, you went to his school? Oh, or? There's a picture well, of yeah, I graduated. I was... I actually know oh. some people that graduated with his class. Um, his sister Carrie. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. It, Bloomington was a tight knit community. Oh, um, tell me about it. Well, yeah, they have. <laughs> well, then they have like every year they have firemen's where the fire departments they have a big softball tournament and everybody that lives in Bloomington is all at yep. at the ballpark oh, and yeah. people are partying at Carrie's house and. Um, and I think Ken Herbeck does a lot with the youth baseball program. Oh, he and does a lot. Yeah, so he's a he's a, he's a good guy, great guy. He is one of those true American dream <coughs> stories. He grew up, uh, and he could see the lights of Metropolitan Stadium from his bedroom window. And then once he got out of, uh, he, he was brought up from I think Double A, as a matter of fact, 
to mm. the major leagues. So he's playing in the very same ballpark that he could see the lights of from his bedroom window. That's that's a great story. Yeah, I, I think my uncle played uh, Little League Baseball with him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't think they were on the same team, but they were in the same. Was he gigantic cool. back then when he was a little kid? Was he one of those no, giant he's kids? Guy. He's tall and skinny. He when was. He, when, when he, he came, came up, up man, yeah, he's he like one of the great first basemen. I'm trying to think of his name that, that you thought he was him because he's left-hander. Mm-hmm. And that guy mm-hmm. was good. Was he out of Kennedy or Jefferson High School? He went to Kennedy. Kennedy. Went to Kennedy. See, Kennedy, uh, Bloomington, to me, led this, this city in integration, mm-hmm. and, and especially his school. They started well, letting Kennedy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they well, brought they were, all the black would, athletes yeah. in. Yeah, because they would bus, even when I went there, they would bus a lot of the North Minneapolis kids to our school because yep. either their schools were overrun oh, or yeah. they were oh, having yeah. disciplinary issues. Half, so. of my, half of my team, when I went to Kennedy, got uh, imported from De La Salle. Oh, imported. Right. Like yeah. we had, imported. We had, well, because like they... Um, they didn't have to do any of the like school signing or anything where yeah. you like sign up and you have to live in the neighborhood and all that stuff. Right. So they got like it was a big group that Open had to come. Open enrollment. Yeah. Um, so it, I mean, Bloomington Kennedy is definitely led that for sure. Yeah. Are they back open now? Because they closed for a while. Didn't, no, they didn't. They did. Bloomington Kennedy's closed for a while, didn't it? Is I it? don't think so. Oh, didn't it? No, I don't. Oh, think Herbeck so. told me it did. Oh, that'd be a shame. Yeah, they put in brand new, shame, brand new practice fields and all that. A I know years they ago. built a um, like a sports center type thing behind Kennedy. I don't know if and they did Mandy, some remodeling. Yeah. But... Mandy, will you look up and see if Bloomington Kennedy shut down for a few years? Because I thought it did for some reason. Because they, they should put everybody over Jefferson. It's reminds me of hoop dreams. This whole conversation. It is kind of <laughs> hoop dreams. That's exactly right. I did. I used to love that kid, the poor kid who wasn't giving any love, who just kept, kept persevering. I'm like, yeah. And I was like, I'm gonna. That's, that's the life I'm gonna live. The poor. I'm gonna kid. get rejected. Yeah, because there, there was a kid. Remember, there was a one that was talented and poor, and they, he was given everything. And there was one that was talented but not like not talented enough, but just as poor. And, but he was more perseverance. And so the other kid who was given stuff. Whenever he failed, he would just cry and go into the corner. And the other kid, if he failed, he was just like, whatever, I'm about to do it again. We're going to make it harder. I'll come harder next time. He was very like, I like that guy. <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah, the, yeah, those are the people that make it. Yeah. Yeah, just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. Just be crazy. Be a little sociopath about it, man. <laughs> I, I just think about that once in a while. Why I thought, coming out of North Minneapolis at 18 years old, that I could just walk into a radio station and go, you should put me on the air. Yeah. I, I, to this day, I don't know why that happened. That's called successful mind state. I guess. Nobody who said, I'm never going to make it, ever made it nowhere, because that's exactly yeah. what it is. Whatever yeah, you believe in, right. that's the reality. But didn't you see some of your friends were striking out, that were doing good academically? L- look at them. Look at how they how they turned when out. I've met his friends, no. Mm. <laughs> oh, come on. Tommy has accomplished friends. <laughs> they not? might all be in prison. <laughs> but, but we were just talking about that yesterday. They're accomplished, man. We were talking about that, about that yesterday. We talking about prison. Catherine and, and Alex, our daughter, mm-hmm. and Andy's our son. But uh, Catherine, Alex, and I would go to the prison every Saturday to see a friend, an identified friend. Mm. And when I walked in, the weird thing about it was, is I knew most of the prisoners and half the guards. <laughs> like they all grew up in my neighborhood. Oh, wow. It was weird. Oh, wow. God, it was wonderful. The toughest guard there is a woman. Mm. She's a, uh, I, I know she's Spanish. I don't know if she's Mexican or not. I know she's Spanish. But even the bangers didn't mess with her. I love that. She was like a, Put your pockets back in. Tuck your pockets. Because the bangers don't have their pockets hanging out. 
So identify well, as yeah, she left said, one, right, one, both. It, it would signify different ba- gangs. Right? Mm. Put your pockets back in. Yeah, she right. said she had to make them all follow the rules <laughs> or they wouldn't respect her. Exactly. So the guy, guy guards can get away with a lot of stuff, but she couldn't. No. What a story! I respect women. Ever since again, since I started this whole boxing thing, I've had I've been beat up by more women than I have in the last three <laughs> years than I have my whole entire Whoa. life. I mean, outside of you know growing up being beat by the whole you know mother stepmother, but like legitimate like choked out. Please stop hurting me. Uh, I met a few of them. It's really kind of cool. It's like, oh, women. Oh, I'm glad you like that. Yeah. <laughs> There's this one woman who, when I first got there, she's like maybe like she's my height and she's comfortable at one. 65, 170. That's her natural yeah, weight. Yeah. And she'll try to get down to fight, but she's like, eh. Um, anyways, this is one new kid who came. And this is the thing about when you go into a gym. Don't act like you're the hardest dude because it's just you're supposed to turn your ego off. But yeah. you got to learn that. So this one kid is 24, wrestling his whole life. Like, whatever, I can hurt anybody. I'm great. She was like, what? Get on the mat. And in 30 Whoops. seconds, Whoops. she had him in like a half Nelson and broke his nose. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and every man in the room was like, oh, let's leave him alone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't talk trash after that. It was great. Uh, <laughs> So, I yeah, it. I respect women. That's all I, I, like. I have that same problem. I coach youth football, mm-hmm. and and it's like Believe fifth it and not. sixth grade, <laughs> and they're like the same size as me. So yeah. these kids don't take me seriously. No. For one, I'm a mom, mm-hmm. and two, I'm the same size as them. So I have to really, you know, dig my heels in and put my <laughs> foot down and tell them what's what. You sound so adorable saying that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I gotta see it in order to believe, believe I know, it right now. I got that Minnesota accent. <laughs> I know. Too. I, really I have a whistle. <laughs> Tom, we got one more. You got time for uh, one more prison story? We got three minutes. We got three minutes. Yes, we have time okay, for another prison story. But, but this I, is I, great. I, I want to impress him, though. <laughs> Here's the difference in today and yesterday. When I was in, in the 70s, guys come up missing. And then they come back four or five years later, and, hey, they were in California. Yeah. You know, well, where are you at? Well, I was out in California in there. Mm. So, mm. <laughs> you know, b- because that's the difference between the day and, and now. Now you go to prison, and you come out, oh. you got st- street cred. Yeah. Mm. But they knew yeah. you didn't want to come out and be a jailbird, which they call it. So my rookie year, th- they took me down to governor, and my friend was an aide for the governor that I went to school with to this 5050 mm-hmm. Black School, which was rare. And I'm going through there. I say, this ain't a good idea. And I'm going through there. And from when they open that door, hey, guys are in sales with their TVs. You see their TVs and how they live and all. And they all holler, hey, Philly. And I'm like, oh, that's so-and-so. And they said, hey, dog. And I'm like, oh, that's so-and-so. Mm. And it finally dawned on me that these guys didn't never leave and go to California. <laughs> <laughs> they, went to prison. they went to prison, and uh, and they don't do that nowadays. You go to prison, you come out, and you got street cred. Yeah. It's a big yeah. difference now yeah, in this society. And that, that actually is too bad. You know, it's too bad that that happened. But I have seen a good side of that in the sense of like okay. I remember I used to work at this nonprofit, and there's this one kind of crummy old white guy who used to be in charge of things, and he was always angry. But there was this one worker who we hired who we found out was in prison. And he was like, he, made, he went out of his way. He was like, no, we're going to help you rehabilitate, dude. I like you. You're a good person. Okay. And he was one of those kind of blue-collar guys. Like, I'm going to, you know, I don't like rich people. I'm going to help the poor people. And, <laughs> oh, and even when that dude, even when that dude had to go back to jail because <laughs> he, he had to go back to jail because some dude, I don't know, threatened his woman. And so he had to go, he, he decided to go to that dude's house and beat his ass at his house. So he had to go back to prison. That's which, bad, I mean, though. which is, you know, obviously a prison, a welcoming activity. 
So uh, it's like, yeah, you should go back to prison. But still, he was like, well, when you get out, come back to this work because you're a good person. But um, That is a great story. Yeah. And that's how life should be. Yeah. Seton Smith, ladies and gentlemen, he is at Rick Bronson's House of Comedy. Run come on by through. Murray. Murray. Are you, are you running the place? I am. I'm yeah, running unbelievable. it. Unbelievable. Running it. Flood Run ship. Tonight, two shows. Tomorrow night, two shows. And a Sunday show at 7 o'clock as well. It's great of you to come by. So, I'm sorry you had to meet Phil. Yeah. Oh, man. This is oh, awesome. Man. This has been awesome. He goes, oh, man. <laughs> this has been great, man. He knows where his friends are at now. <laughs> well, I think California. Where is it? Florida now? Oh, yeah. Oh, Vegas. I was out in yeah. Vegas, man, living out there. They were really? living abroad or something. Well, but nowadays, it's, it's no shame. In my community, it was like, man, you're a convict. You're a jailbird. Jailbird. <laughs> it's true. Go see Seaton, House Comedy, tonight, tomorrow night, and Sunday. Thanks. We'll be back for hour two.